At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk, and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out, and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today on the show, we have Brett Watkins. Hi, Brett. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. Thanks for joining us. We're super excited to chat all things, probably all things Polaroid. But (laughs) before we get into that, can you tell us who you are and how you get into photography? Yeah, my name is uh, Brett Watkins, like I stated. And uh, I feel like for me, uh, before I even got a camera, I was really fascinated by images growing up. I was uh, uh, definitely a latchkey kid, grew up in the high desert. (laughs) Same. Oh, yeah. So I feel like I was, and I was one of those kids too. I don't know if you dealt with this too, but like growing up in the 90s and like smaller towns in the desert, especially, there were a lot of like the idea of being kidnapped, like the outdoors. It was a scary time. So, uh huh. uh -huh. The old white van. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) So I feel like we were like robbed of that, like, you know, the innocence of going out, going on adventures. So I would just be very introverted and be in my home. And my only outlet was really movies. So as a kid, like, I was just a obsessed like and there were always this like just way for me to go out like goonies i got to go hang out with my friends like like <laughs> i remember now uh we had a laser disc player i was like very fortunate my father wow. loved cinema and he got I'm this and, oh it was the greatest thing like even today <laughs> watching 80s 90s movies i still remember the flip like i'm like oh i got a yeah oh yeah i still have it to this day nice. <laughs> that's great oh yeah and i remember beetlejuice was one of the ones i loved so mm. much like huge Tim Burton fan and just like the visuals and like growing up now, like looking back on it, I'm like, Oh wow. Like that whole movie is just about these people who can't leave their home because of the world outside. I'm like, Oh, it makes so much more sense. Why I relate it. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh man. All the sandworms outside I was afraid of, but uh, yep. Yep. 
<laughs> but yeah, I just was so fascinated with it. The power of the image, just being able to escape with it. And through that, I led into my teen years and to me actually deciding to get into filmmaking. Oh, cool. So I decided from there, like, oh, I'll like kind of go to get a degree in this thing called film studies, which is basically like a English degree, but for film. So like my text wow. is basically images. So I just got to learn so much more about like images, what their power is, framing, like everything involved. Wow. And so I was about in my like mid twenties at this point, really not even touching a camera yet, but then I got a, a opportunity to help a friend on a silent film uh, through my university. Whoa. So like it was, I was so freaked out. Like I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an old 16 mil, like one of the Russian, one of the, uh, the S the K threes, I believe they were called. Yes. Uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And yeah. I remember learning with that, figuring out what a light meter is, like having no concept, mm -hmm. just asking people in classes, like what I should be doing. Uh, <laughs> but man, that power after like shooting something and getting it developed and then seeing it projected and like, oh, wow, I, I did that. Yeah. There's information there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> Man, so I got addicted to it. So after that, I started getting into yeah. How do you, how do you not? Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's not just a magical thing. Like it brought me yeah. back. I think the first time, like being in the cinema again. Like you know what I mean? Mm. Like seeing those images, seeing what's happening. Uh, I'll digress a little bit. <laughs> I used to be really obsessed <laughs> with films, especially with my family, my father and my mother. Like it was a Friday night ritual. Like we'd go, oh, we'd see a movie, we'd talk about it afterwards. Like that was our yeah, Friday night. Yeah, that's great. And I guess for a while when I was younger, my parents had a, uh, a system of how they did rated movies. It was the gummy bear system with me. And uh, <laughs> so they would give me gummy bears. And if I basically was eating all my gummy bears, I didn't like the movie. It wasn't good. But if I like was really like captivated, I wouldn't need anything. So that was their scale. Wow. <laughs> that's hilarious and cute. Oh, yeah. But uh, then... So basically fast forward a little bit in like the filmmaking realm. I really enjoyed it. Like, you know, I transitioned from shooting film then to shooting digitally. And, you know, that had its place. And that was very fascinating for me to kind of live in that world. Like I actually saw digital take over and be yeah. the commonplace thing. Like I haven't shot yep. film and cinema in probably a decade now. Wow. Mm -hmm. Not to say that it's not being used. It's just not on the projects right. and the budgets that I'm on. Right, right, right. Um, and so fast forward through filmmaking, I worked on a project with a few friends of mine. Uh, and one of the narrative devices was a Polaroid camera. Mm. It was a kind Bingo. of a, yeah, right. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So I was really fascinated. They used it and the storyline as kind of a nostalgia factor. So this guy was reliving his, uh, road trip that he had with a former lover and all the snapshots wow. they took together. And so Man. as we're already, we're going on a road trip, which is, I think, Probably the greatest thing anybody could do as a photographer, just go on the road with something yeah. and just see the world in a different light. But I just was so captivated by this Polaroid camera. I remember it a little bit as a kid, like when it was like a sacred thing, like I wasn't allowed to use it. It cost yeah. a lot of money mm -hmm. and we were using it throughout. And when we finished production, I asked them like, hey, I see this is a prop. Do you mind if I like take this? I'm really fascinated by it. And this was in now what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, what year was <laughs> yeah, this? This was in 2017 when I okay. got the camera. Okay. So right. I'm taking it. There was like two shots left. I uh, took a shot with it. I was like, wait, so then I began the research. Oh, how do I get more? Yeah. Mm. And then I learned all 
the information <laughs> of what happened to Polaroid and where Polaroid yeah. is at that point. Yeah. So, you know, I got yeah. into the whole like Impossible project. I was very fortunate that I came in at a time when Impossible wasn't a great point. Yeah. The film yeah. was really figured out. Like I could invest mm-hmm. in it and not be too worried. And then Polaroid Originals came in right after that. So it was very, yeah. very fortunate for me. I'm very happy. I don't know if I did it like worked on that movie two years before if I would have got into it as much or not. <laughs> oh, right. True. <laughs> yeah. True. And then I just started getting way invested in it. A photographer friend of mine told me about the I1 and that became my yep. first like big boy camera. Nice. Wow. That's a great one. Oh, That's an incredible Such an camera. underrated camera. Yeah. I get into <laughs> so many arguments with people about this camera. Like, I feel like it's I believe like my it. family yeah. member, like my kind of like yeah. uncle that you're like, all right, I know he has his faults, but he's a really great guy. And he's like, uh-huh. no. Uh-huh. Man. But, yeah, I found, I fell in love with that camera so much. And like being a guy who's, know so much technically about like the whole process being a cinematographer like having these manual controls and really being able to set mm-hmm. things and dial things in and be able to take notes with it too i really love because when you're first starting in yeah. any photography like you have your little guidebook but with the i1 like everything was digitized so i had it with me at every time so i took this shot in like you know milwaukee oh okay i knew where i was there i knew the time of day that's wild yeah and that's I, cool. that helped me so much more to just figure out how to make polar do what i want to do with it what a great time to come in because oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I remember when Impossible Project was just breaking out again and, mm-hmm. you know, just how expensive it was too. do you guys remember how much like yeah. it was like 35, it was like 40 bucks almost if you're like at Urban Outfitters buying a pack of, you know, Impossible Project film that took an hour to develop mm-hmm. and <laughs> and then like two years later, the images disappear off the thing. Yeah, do, you have, yeah. do you have any of those, Chris, <laughs> like where they just kind of vanish from so the had, frame? It was the black and white. I forget. I don't yeah. even know what it was called. Yep. Yeah. But it would like literally disappear. It would, it would. disappear. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it would just what gone. They've. I cannot believe how how like they killed it. I mean, look at where they are now. They're Polaroid I now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. come on, wild. Yeah, I remember. Funny you bring up uh, the Urban Outfitter factor of it all. I remember when they switched over from Impossible to Polaroid Originals. Mm-hmm. I went through every Urban Outfitter to get the remaining stock and they were actually Sick. selling them discounted like some were doing like 50% yeah. off and I'm like are you guys yep. insane please give it to me mm-hmm. I did that at Sammy's I have a video on my YouTube of me like scooping everything up passing it over to Bruno Royds that's right I remember <laughs> yeah. that yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, that we that was the whole that whole thing was kind of crazy to watch too because remember they, they they like teased it and like yeah went it was dark. like big announcement and I was like yeah. what's gonna happen yeah. we were like yeah. freaking so out hype. it was our Windows it was 95 so cool. It was totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I I'm so proud of what that company has done and a firm firm believer in what they're doing. So I mean, instant photography is just magic. It's mm-hmm. magic, magic, magic. And like it, it, there's no denying it. I mean, what do you think? Why do you think parents keep getting their kids like little Instax cameras and stuff? And, yeah. you know, I well, I don't want to talk trash <laughs> on Fuji. I, I'm sorry. I, it's instant photography. It's all yes, in the same. Oh, yeah. It's bye. <laughs> But it's it's just really cool to see. I, I see little kids coming into uh, at the music store I work at. There's like little kids that come in and take lessons and stuff. And when the Christmas boom hit, now I'm seeing little kids with little Fuji Instax cameras and stuff. And it's like, they're like, take a picture with me and my guitar. And it's like, oh, this is so good. Like, that was me when I was little. I mean, kind of. Mm-hmm. Not really, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't a little teeny bopper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can oh, see man. it. 
I could see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Brett, I wanted to. So your your work especially is like. I mean, we 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 kind of this is like a gift from Polaroid that now it's you know people shoot it as like an art form. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before it was very point and shoot. It was just to capture like birthdays and stuff like that. And I do kind of, I feel like sometimes I'm like, I wish that we had both, you know, I wish we still had the original Polaroid formula just for the sake of like it being like a nostalgic thing. But then I think about Polaroid where we are now and it really like, it really is like works, little works of art. I feel Mm like. Oh yeah. It's just a square canvas that it's really approachable to anybody. I mean, yes, there's a price point, but like, if you think about it, like what's canvas, what's like, you know, paints and all these, like they add up. But if you take a, you know, 20 bucks, you could have eight shots that are just pure magic. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. Yes. Little snowflakes, I call them, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will link it in the show notes of the show, but you did a video with Ben from In an Instant, former guest. We love Ben. I actually am trying to get adopted by his family currently, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> get in line. Week. It's going to get really yeah. like heated. Like, I want that to be the new Bachelor. Like, everybody just tries yeah. to join Ben's family. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. But you said it in the in that video, which I loved. You were like, is it a $2 photo is it a twenty dollar mm-hmm. photo like that's just so true like how you look at that film and it's just uh i love that mentality because it's so true it's just like it's wild like what an awesome kind of just what we were saying about it being a canvas yeah no i mean so here's an example like my brother got married in october <laughs> and i ended up bringing circle frames because i knew mm. like I'm going to do like a little project. I ended up framing four photos like in a frame. I brought it to a framer and they framed them up and it's a beautiful like work of art Aww. to where like if it was the 90s and was regular Polaroid, I probably you, you don't shoot it the same way. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, it's really precious. Like I feel like you all said it, like we have a precious material that we just feel like it's not going to be around. Like I feel like having Polaroid go down once, like now we all know nothing has permanence. So I feel like you're saying like, yeah. I think that makes it so much more of like a magical thing that you realize, oh, wow, this could not last forever. <laughs> right. Let's hold on to every little moment. And I love that you're you're, you're all in with the hat. And oh, the shirt. I had to like, be on guys, brand. He's like, please, he's like so on brand right now. It's so good. I love it. I love oh, yeah. it. How did you get into, because in that video, you also, uh, was it an RZ or an RB67 and some peel apart film? How did you get sucked into that whole world? Oh, I got I, very begrudgingly i guess in a way at first (laughs) yeah because i'm like oh wow now i gotta like feed that animal which is very Mm -hmm. expensive and that one's dying off too and it's basically i I mean you have super sense but i don't see myself investing much more beyond what i have already but uh i was very fortunate to come across some 669 actually that's Mm, how i really got into it Uh, i found a very beautiful a lot of like 10 packs that were all working and i had a buddy who had a camera so i said all right i have this let me trade you one pack and just let me borrow your camera whenever i want so that's pretty much where Mm. it came with me using the peel part so i'm still working through those 10 packs i only have eight shots left of that 669 and that'll be the end of of that but that's i've been shooting that now over a year and a half i'm actually just the last pack so i've been doing like a shot every three months basically wow Wow. so is it a project or is it you just kind of random with it or how how do you how do you choose what what is worthy of the 669 mm, that's a good question that's a great question i always like i have one box left i don't think i'll ever shoot it because i just i'm like I, I, 
I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, for me, it started the beginning of like, all right, I need to shoot these packs. This is no all going to go away. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like all this could be dead. Like I got to shoot it now. Uh, yeah. What's the point in holding on to it? But after researching more, after when I got to about four packs, now it's really just, I have to, one, be willing to carry that heavy camera mm. around in my backpack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like three Polaroid folding cameras, like easily. Yeah. Like, so I got to like, all right, I'm not going to carry that. So, uh, but honestly, it has to be something I go back to. I usually never shoot it now unless I've been there before. So that's one thing. And it has to be something mm-hmm. that is really going to highlight those that beautiful turquoise. Yeah. And the reds are incredible in it too, still. Like that one shot I got with uh, Ben, uh, it was so much fun. It was like great yeah. colors and that red from the safari just mm-hmm. really, really pops. Yeah, I love that part of the video where you're like, nope, this, this isn't it. Not this isn't it either. Hold on, I gotta get perfect. I was like, and then you're like, it's a how how much like an eight dollar shot, and I was like, oh yeah, yikes, yeah, yeah. you got to make sure it's perfect. Absolutely, and man, that video just to digress. Uh, that video was such a fun thing to shoot. I like <laughs> talked to Ben nice. just through like DMing, and we literally met each other five minutes before we started shooting. Just like, hey man, blah blah blah. Okay, you yeah. wanted to start shooting? Like, okay, so we just started like literally shooting for thirty minutes, and that's where the video came with. Like done. Then we actually had a conversation about stuff. So it was really funny. I, I love the film community because stuff like that happens more than you think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like we just met. Let's go shoot. Yeah. Like, we we've been talking for six months now. We met in real life. Let's go shoot. You yep. Know? I know, right? I'm ready for like a new horror movie to come out though and really freak out. Like the community, like yeah, let's go on a photo walk. That becomes like this crazy. Yeah, I didn't like, even think of that. Now I'm terrified. Like abduction thing. <laughs> they take you on this photo and they trap you because like we do crazy things as photographers. Yeah. Like, I've done it in multiple cities. But, like I just know you through Israel. I'm like, all right, let's yeah, walk yeah. five miles that way together. Yeah. Nobody knows where <laughs> yeah. we're going. Well, if you no, ever see, yeah, right. I was gonna say everybody in the film community, we can trust each other. That's why we do it. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I do carry my tripod very close to me the first couple, like, 100 feet yeah, just yeah. to be careful <laughs> in case. case there's a fan that pulls up. I don't know. Still a latchkey <laughs> So true. It kind of bums me out, though. I only have – I bought two two-packs of the type uh, 669 off of, a like, a trusted eBay seller and only shot one pack of it. And I'm at that point where I'm just, like, clock is ticking on these chemicals. Yeah. I really need to figure out what I want to do. But, yeah, it just all comes down to – what we were just talking about, you know, just kind of yeah. getting out there and, and doing it. Do you do you have any tips, Brett, for like people who get frustrated with with the, uh, you know, the unpredictable? A lot of people get the unpredictability where people are like, it's not worth it. I don't want to shoot it. It's 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 just too too off the wall. I can't I can't like zone in on it. Yeah. Well, the way I like to look at it is I think a Polaroid is like an instrument, like a musical instrument. Like, I don't think anybody should be Mm. expecting their very first day to master a song. You know what I mean? Like, you need to put in the timing. You need to do your research, learn the chords. Like, what does this mean? What does that mean? Give yourself a little bit of leeway because, like we've talked about, it is a sensitive thing. It's a wholly different medium than most people can really, like, I think, uh, get their head around because we're so used to the phone. We're so used to real ease Mm -hmm. that I think you just have to have that patience and realize it's a practice. It is an art. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you do get duds every, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like, I will say this my first, I would say, 100 packs, I would say maybe 50% of them or something where I still like hold on to them is like something decent. Yeah. Just to give you an idea, like, it's tough. 
especially in the beginning when we're like going from impossible into Polaroid and originals where their chemistry was a little, little off yeah. at first too. Yeah. And then you learn about temperature. Then you worried about failed, yeah. and then failed cameras. Like we've all like, I've had multiple cameras go down on me that are like, Oh, okay. This one's done. I've lost a whole pack here, there. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. I don't like to think about the numbers of it because then it gets really yeah. sad, but like, no. <laughs> I, I was going through mine uh, the other day because I was like, I, I put, I, I got one of the, the, the photo books from Polaroid, those yes. awesome like black leather, or I'm sure they're not leather, but you know what I mean, those mm-hmm. nice fancy books. And I, I have kept like all my rejects and I'm like, I could just throw these out. These aren't like, but I'm still like, I'm just going to keep them all like in this pile over here. <laughs> I have a reject pile. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah, it's like, especially when they're like, oh, it was so close, but, uh, you know. But aren't those also great, though, too, like those <laughs> re- rejects? Because, like, I remember them more than I think a lot of my good ones in the sense of, like, what I learned from them, what I was trying to do and didn't succeed in. Or, yeah, I think they're, like, just as important to me. Yeah, I have a rejects box, too. I need to I pull it out do- and look at it because every once in a while I'll pull it out and some of the rejects aren't yeah. rejects and I don't know how they got <laughs> in there. I'm like, how did you sneak past me on this one? Yeah. I feel like that always happens. Anytime you like, you know, I'll have whole shoots where like, this is trash. Yeah. And I'll like <laughs> wait a week and be like, oh, wait, there's actually some, there's some, yeah. some good ones in here. Yeah. That's the fun game with being a photographer, right? Like you're your harshest critic. Like oh, we totally. are terrible to ourselves. Am I right? Like at times we just say uh-huh. terrible things about ourselves and then we have a friend come in. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I'm we're like, just... what are you talking about? This is garbage. <laughs> in my trap. Yeah, we were just talking about that right before you got on. I was like, I don't know anything about photography. I'm terrible. Tim was like, shut up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I was just literally just doing that. So, yes. I love that. What do you think of uh, like the 600 film controversy that, I mean, I see it pop up a bunch that, you know, the 600 film is is a little harder. I don't know if you have that issue, but I kind of feel that way that the 600 speed, like normal Polaroid film mm. is the colors aren't, you know, as poppy. And I just feel like it's a little harder for me to shoot. I feel like I get more of like a magenta tone out of it and they're not as sharp. I mean, maybe it's an ISO thing, but do you ever have any issues with that, with the, the 600 compared See, to, you know, shooting like SX-70 film or anything like that? Well, for my two cents, I think SX-70 film is probably the best film from I agree from the very beginning to now, even from the transition from Polaroid to Impossible and back. I mean, the colors just don't get better. I've yeah, not right. seen 600 ever compare. I mean, obviously, it's right. the saturations that I saw. Like, so I primarily will shoot with SX-70 film because of that. Uh, okay. The 600 for me, I don't. Maybe I'm not really paying attention to it as much. And maybe the subject matter, I don't really get it as like getting because a lot of people talk about like how this, the blacks aren't as black. I get a lot, too, from mm-hmm. people talking about. But also, yeah. I don't really shoot that or I'm shooting like a neon or something that embraces that or I'm OK with those levels. Gotcha. Mm. But now you got me thinking, I got to look, look more at my 600 stuff and like have something to think about on it. I don't know. I just always, because our local Walmart mm-hmm. has a ton of 600 film. They got the two yeah. packs, they got the singles, and and I just, I'm always hesitant to pick up, I mean, you know, I'm just always hesitant to pick up the 600 film. And now if it's, you know, 600 yellow, you know, yellow, black frames kind of thing, mm-hmm. that for some reason that doesn't matter to me, but maybe because that's black and white. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's something too in the idea of these big box stores too of how they store. I wonder. Yeah. 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 
I almost yeah. Best Buy just has them on the shelf. They're not, you know, putting them in the in any cool environment. Oh yeah, I can imagine they're literally like right by the like slide the door that they bring all their shipments in. It's just roasting yeah. all day before they bring it to yeah. you. So I wonder how much that's involved. Like I only buy usually from Polaroid just because I ran into two of those instances uh, at a Walmart mm. on the road when I picked up. And I'm like, this makes no sense because it was yeah, the same yeah. batch of stuff I've had before. So I'm like, there's something, something's a, a miss here. That's actually a good tip to think yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. get it straight from Polaroid because you know it's not going to be Wonka. roasting. Hashtag sponsored now. I've definitely heard that before too. I've, I've heard, I yeah. But then you find all these incredible, oh, I was just, Thinking about this the other day, I was going through old uh, photos, and I don't know if you guys have ever been to Chicago to Central Camera Shop before it burned I out. Or have you heard of it? Ah, uh, so I heard, heard of it. it yes. I remember the yeah. fire and all that Me stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was a great spot too. I was just th- looking through, and I got so much impossible from that shop. Uh, mm. It was a month right after the switch to the name, and they were getting rid of it. But they were smarter. They were doing like 10% off because I'm like, they knew yeah, they had yeah. something. But yeah, I actually still have one roll from that, that pack. I have an eye type uh, color. Wow. Cool. So sp- speaking of eye type, mm-hmm. do you find that formula is much different than the other stuff? Because I feel like it is. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. And this is all hypothetical. This is a deep state stuff here. So don't even take any of it. For- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I truly think they put more effort and thought and maybe uh, quality control onto the ITAP because that's their future. That's just my opinion. I don't think it's really valid, probably, but it makes sense as a financial thing to me. Like, I would make that the best formula ever because who's going to buy that? Every new user. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who's, right. who's buying 600 and SX70 film now? It's mm-hmm. just like the people, the veterans who have a folding camera. It's like us. Yeah. Yes. It's us. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah, I find I don't. I mean, I I have two I type cameras, and I I always obviously like will pref- I'll grab the six hundred or I'll grab the SX seventy because number one, I it's never charged. I never charge it. <laughs> Oops. So when I'm like, oh, I want to go shoot some Polaroid, I'll just like pop in a pack and be ready to go. Versus like, well, now I gotta wait twenty minutes before I go or a but night. That's depending on which camera you have. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they are really great. You could do a lot with those, you know, all the the features that they have yeah, on with there. with the apps you... and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, man, the one thing, ah, so I'm a big uh, i1 user and I started using the, uh, the Plus. One thing yeah. that I can't understand is why they got rid of the like manual screen where you could like just do like spot metering. Like, I don't know if you've oh. used a new one, like, they own the like they own the software. They own everything. Like, right. why not just easily put that over? Because that's the best part of the i one. Like, that's why yeah. I still use it to this day. Is that I could, especially in, like long exposure stuff or like dealing with huge light differences, like all the neon stuff I do. I couldn't mm-hmm. do it with any other camera, really. Yeah. Oh wow. And especially like the long exposure, like that thing is the greatest thing for long exposure yeah. photography. So, do you have to use an old app for that? Mm-hmm. I don't have one. I've always wanted one. So yeah, it's a, you use an old app. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. I still have yeah. it going, and like I was freaked out. I lost. Uh, I didn't lose. I broke my phone like two years uh. ago, and I was so freaked out. Like somehow, like I didn't care about anything else on it other than that <laughs> app, and somehow not being able to download that app because it didn't exist yeah. really anymore. Like very yeah. absurd fears that like kept me up at like uh. three o'clock in the morning in like Detroit. That's- no, that's. I mean, that's some real stuff right there. It's valid. Yeah. 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 Jeez. 
But luckily it all worked and I was able to re-download. <laughs> oh, good, good. Man, but I, I always see, I like you, Chris, my, my two eye types are just kind of dead sitting over there. Yeah. I always buy them to support Polaroid. I mean, same with with this little guy, you know. Yeah, the little, oh, that little cutie. I know it's just a baby, and um, it's so cute. But I, I always take my eye. I'm I'm one of those like floppers. Like I'll take the eye type film out of the pack and just put it in an old battery pack to shoot it. You have one of those. Um, oh, what are they? Is it the Resovat? Yep, the uh, Resovat. Yeah. Where you, yeah. How did uh, How did you come across that thing? And then kind of explain it just for anybody that's. Uh, it oh, doesn't so, know about mm-hmm. it because it's a really cool little deal. It is the greatest thing. And to me, I think it's the future of folding cameras at the moment in terms of like yeah. having longevity to it. And it's actually doing something where I think it's, you know, being a little more environmentally conscious because we all know like shooting 600 mm. or shooting XX70, you have a battery inside of there. You got to recycle yeah. it. And they're very difficult to find places nowadays who actually will accept yeah. them. It's becoming harder and harder now to find places that accept that unique style. Like, wow. I didn't even think of that. I have a duffel either. bag full of empties. Like, I save them all. I haven't, I couldn't tell you the last time I threw one out. Mm-hmm. Uh, staples, yeah. I know still. Oh, okay. Still, like, cool. not all of the locations, but they still will recycle them or they at least take it and put it in a box and say they will. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, so, so what true. was that question? Um, you were saying. Uh, oh, I- just to, yeah. Just what is it like? What, oh, just for anyone that, that yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So basically, what it does is uh, this company Resovat they create a bout a battery attachment that you could add to any XX70 or folding style camera, and you basically mm. have a power source. So there, you could basically use any eye type film in that camera, and it will be powered by that battery source. And it's Man. an incredible wow. battery. Like I've only charged it once after like probably at 10, 15 packs. <laughs> like it's a really robust battery. Yeah. Like, like I want to figure out a way to put it onto my uh, I1. That'd be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never charge it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Man. But it's, I will say there is a learning curve and it's a little like scary at first okay. when you're doing because you basically have to attach this uh, battery to your, uh, the bottom part of your SX70 and you basically lock it in with the tripod mount underneath it. Okay. And you have to basically right. cut two holes to basically, so you can actually have contact points. Yes. So you're okay. tearing up your skin yeah. and you're basically pu- puncturing that through. And then you have to have the fear of like, all right, did I just destroy my favorite folding <laughs> camera? Because you have to, you have to use something that yeah. you actually trust. Uh, yeah. But it's been great. I've had, uh, there was a little bit of a learning curve, just like process and procedure of like, all right, you open it okay. first, then you turn it on. Then is when you mm-hmm. put film in. I've had a few like uh, stray shots here or there when I'm first learning it. But they've yeah. been great. I get a little bit of bleeding uh, on occasion uh, when I on like the first shot. I don't know what that is okay. exactly, but it's hmm. been good the last four packs. Yeah, that company they they also made a uh, like a conversion kit too mm-hmm. to turn your uh, RB67, I think it was, or one of the RB mm-hmm. dealers. These you could shoot regular Polaroids. I think Birgit has one that was, you know, Birgit from Lomography, um, or she has something similar. I just wonder, because then everybody started buying up the old, uh, the, what are the they? Labs. The labs. Yeah, the Polaroid. Yeah. The, it was, that was the impossible lab, I mm-hmm. believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just really neat to that they, there's like, like a crew out there that's like what can we reverse engineer for these polaroid heads to get in there and and that was the one thing that kind of kept me from doing it like you said you know just like you know you're gonna have to put some holes in your camera you're gonna have to like take this thing apart and hope 
that you have the skill to put it together kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Man. It's kind of fun. Like, I feel like we're reaching now this point in like, I call it like the Mad Max steampunk of like instant photography. Yep. Everybody's finding any way they could mod a camera to make it work and shoot still. Right. Mm. <laughs> Mostly Man. it's being Fuji adapted, but like, which is great. Like, I think that's incredible too. Like just any way yeah. you can keep your camera still shooting. Cause those optics. Oh, Oh, yeah. I know. Speaking of Fuji, do you dabble in the Fuji world at all? Or do you shoot any insects? I've shot a bit of insects. For me, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't spark joy as much as shooting Polaroid for me. Like, and there's no knock. I think it's great. I think it's incredible what it's done for the instant community. And I fully support any and everybody who shoots it. But for me, it just, it just doesn't do it for me. I don't know if it's the ease of it too. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you can kind of get away with almost anything shooting it and it's very forgiving. Yeah. I just don't like the, just the colors in general, just those blues. I just don't really enjoy it. Maybe if they yeah. had a way of being more expired and like you could strip down some of that. I don't know. Ah. It'd be a fun, like almost like bleach bypassed element. If you could do that to Fuji, you yeah. know what I mean? Like just like yeah. staring at one element to make it a little more interesting for me. It'd be fun. I think that that speaks to like the Polaroid formula you know like the, yeah. it's, it's definitely like an art thing over a yeah. capture thing yeah like for instance what is it a uh, cold weather in polaroid i think is the most magical thing in the world like getting those beautiful greens and all your shadows mm-hmm. get the fairy yeah. dust i call it when you get all yes. those like white spots like you don't get that with fuji like it'll just work or just be a little milky yeah especially yeah. In, in, the heat, in the heat too i i when i first moved to la i was like walking around Hollywood and it was a hot day and everything's like super pink. But I like look at those now and I'm like, I remember how hot the day was. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, know? you could feel it in the photo almost. Uh, I took a shot when I was living in Koreatown in 2018 with the I-Type and it was like a hundred plus degrees. And I, yeah. I still have it. It's this shot of like this apartment building and it was so hot. It didn't go as like magenta, but I must've overexposed it by like a stop and a half, but it was just like white overexposure like from the top and the bottom it felt like basically like t2 like the the nuclear bomb hit and the yeah. white yeah. Flash of light just hit everything because like the palm trees looked like they were just melting like wow oh, it's such a fun Man. shot such a happy accident yeah i think of that with the instax stuff how it just doesn't have that that gusto that you know what's the i don't know what the word is i'm chutzpah. looking i'm doing like the it's a chutzpah, right? <laughs> uh but it, it's and i want to because i just you know invested in the the lomograph flock back deal and and love shooting that i love i love instant anything but i just wish it had that you know that little you know what the polaroids look like it, you just yeah. wish it had that that little magic yeah that little chef's kiss that comes <laughs> along with <laughs> so i have a both my, I have an SX70 and an SX70 Sonar, Ooh. and they're both at Brooklyn Film Camera right <laughs> yeah. now. Getting you did repaired. the right thing. I know. And I was saying because, you know, my dad picked one up for me at a tax sale for like 10, 10 15 bucks. And I was like, well, it's going to cost this much to fix it. I might as well like just buy one. But then I was like, well, no, I want to save this one. Yeah. You know, I want, I want this one to have a life. And once I, made that like connection to it i was like all right kyle (laughs) i said to me like i have a camera and i just i just think like what they're doing over there and like keeping it alive and stuff like that because you know think about if doc never did what he did could you imagine like we would have all these cameras works of art literal works of art these cameras yeah just and nothing 
And it's just like insane to think about. And it like really like warms my heart that we have we have this gift still, you know? It's incredible. I like I've been insanely fortunate to like com- completely been aloof to all of it and just coming into the game like, oh, it's all here. Thanks, guys. Like I did yeah, zero, yeah. Work, zero work to yeah. help this company to like survive and get through it. So thank you, everybody. And thank you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you ever like thrifted any of your Polaroids or do you like where did your how did you come to have your cameras? Yeah. So let's see. I think so. The very first one I got, it was a 600 close up from the the shoot that I was on that feature film. Then it was the I one. And then uh, I was very fortunate for two years to be traveling on a, a food show. So I was traveling about three weeks every month for about three years off and nice. on. That's it was awesome. so much fun. That's why I have all these Whoa. shots from like every single state, all these like fun yeah. locations just from that and being able to thrift as well. On top of that was incredible. I found on the road two sonars and XX seventies while I was on the road for like anywhere from five to $20, depending. And I nice. still have one of those to this day that still work and it's still like going solid. Oh. Uh, the sonar doesn't work in it anymore, but I'm like at a point like, it functions everywhere else like that. It's just a sonar accessory that doesn't work. It's the AC that doesn't work in my car. But the car is running. <laughs> right. I'm not taking yep. it into the shop. I'm not doing it. It's happy. <laughs> That's so true, man. And like, you know, I, I would like to say uh, now I'm going to regret saying this, but like nine out of ten times when you find a Polaroid in the wild, like at a Goodwill or thrifting somewhere, yeah. they usually work. Like <laughs> they usually just pick up right where they were left off. And right. it, it's pretty wild to come across one. Um, Chris, unfortunately, you you know, you came across one that didn't work. Yeah. And only one other time where I ordered one on eBay where the guy was like, works great, this and that. And I got it. And it maybe shipping kind of ruined it or something. But I I usually find working, you know, they work great still. They hold up. Have you guys come across any like uh, film finds in your uh, Polaroid cameras? Like any no. like rare films? So that's one reason I would go out and thrifting. I would look for Polaroid cameras with film. Because mm. at that time, cool. too, I really wanted to find Time Zero. And Time Zero yeah. was, you know, the mythical is the the white buffalo, the great white buffalo that, yep. you know, right. you hear about <laughs> never going to get. And I can't I was lucky enough at, over all the years of finding it, like actually finding one that had two shots of Time Zero on it. Whoa. And I bought the camera yeah. just for those two shots. And I think the camera I gave right. away like immediately. I just wanted that film. Yeah. And God, is it magic. And all those yellow, yeah. just beautiful flares that'll come from it. And mm-hmm. oh, oh. And then I was also fortunate just through this community talking about it to everybody I ever talked about Polaroid. Like, <laughs> right. Time Zero, you ever see Time Zero? Is it nice? Is it fun? Is it? Uh, somebody actually gifted me like an old expired pack. Oh. And oh, amazing. I was so smitten with it. Now it took me a year and a half. Uh, almost two years to shoot through just because I was so like, no, I can't get like, it's like the last hope of having time zero. (laughs) Like somehow it's going to multiply. Maybe I thought like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like a gremlin. Yeah. (laughs) Back, back, back to like you, you know, being very, very intentional about what you're shooting with, with these films. Is there going to be a zine or a book or like a show? Oh, yeah. You got to do something. I did a limited zine at the beginning of uh, COVID. Like I would say like in the spring, but I wanted to do just like a 50 off one because I wanted to be very like, I was a big, you know, trading card kid is growing up. So I always Mm -hmm. thought there was something special like, all right, limited this. It's not unlike what they did with all baseball cards and just made infinite amounts. (laughs) But so I'm going to do 50 and it was all just neon. 
And it was a really lovely book. I think I still have, I can send you some like pictures of what it looked like, but yeah, oh, that yeah. process, I don't know if you guys have done with this, like just figuring out the format took me like, I would say six straight months. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's an undertaking to like oh, really yeah. put your heart and soul into, into a book or a zine. Totally. Oh yeah. And just getting the aesthetic right for me. Cause I wanted it like, not just to be images in a book. I wanted it to feel like it's, I don't know, just like a scrapbook. So it took me a long while mm. to like figure out, all right, how can I make it look like it's just on the page? And so after a long time, I got a process of spacing and all this. And so every turn of the page, it looks like it's just sitting there on the page with you. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was Beautiful. a really, really, really fun one. And I now, can't wait to see pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next one I'm going to be working on, I think I'm going to do it on all of my travels on the road and all the destinations. Uh and on that one, I've been spending a long time of like, I love journaling too on it. And I wanted to feel like it's a journal, like from just oh. like cover to cover with the image in the middle of it. So my yeah. wife just got a uh, iPad and she's actually has like, you can do cursive throughout and like do all this fun design. So like now that's kind of shifting me to finally be yeah. able to go further with that project, which will be a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah. And what about your portrait work? Because you've got some beautiful, beautiful oh, yeah, portraits you, on thank your thank Instagram. You. What now yeah. is that is that just like a personal thing or do you, you know, do you get hired for gigs or how how does that all work? So yeah, I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of individuals who just like my work and want to just meet up and talk instant uh, film. So like a yeah. lot of those portraits are people who are like, Hey, I love your work. Like I have this, I would like to learn this. Like, would you want to meet up? I'm like, okay. And then I'll take their photo too yeah. during the process. Or some will be models who are like, I want to get into this. Could we do this? Could I hire you? And then I've have a few uh, musicians too have reached out and do some paid work. Uh, Lulise has been a big supporter of my work. She's like mm. the artist uh, who has done it. Like I did a whole black and white series with her in like a wedding gown. And there's been some fun, like eight, oh. These ones with like uh looks very much like eurythmics kind of vibe. Yeah. And then there's another yeah. one, a very famous one that actually uh uh Mariupol, like uh from who's the you know the queen of Polaroid, she actually did mm-hmm. a uh project with Polaroid where they basically selected like portraits and she picked one with that artist Lulise that I did. Oh. And it's an incredible wow. photo. Like we're under this underpass, the sun is setting in like late. Uh, summer. So like the sun is hitting just her face and her hair is kind of twirling with the wind of the overpass. So it's a magical shot. Dude, that's screaming Polaroid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like everything you want to have happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh-huh. no, that's been so much fun because I get to experiment with that a lot with a human being. Because almost yeah. all of my first, uh, I would say two years, it's all just building neon little little like random stuff but not an actual individual like composed portrait so it was really like a challenge for me to get into it that's why i wanted to do it it's like can i do this how do i interact with people (laughs) yeah well you kill it man yeah yeah it's such you know an interesting thing to think like to do a portrait session on that medium you know oh yeah that's like wait what what's he shooting with like yeah you know it's crazy it's awesome yeah i feel like that film is built for it too Uh it's just yeah Oh, this like the the way it falls off on the background. Like you get a nice close mm. up on somebody, and just like a lot of depth in the background. It is just you're just holding on to a little dream in your hand afterwards, <laughs> right? Like, oh, I love it. I absolutely so love good. It. And I've also been fortunate to uh, my uh, my wife Kate. She uh, loves taking photos with me, so that oh, has made great. it much easier for me to take portraits yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. My little chameleon. that's great you can't beat having somebody support your uh your love and passion yeah man Uh 
Oh, we've been doing actually a lot of cosplay stuff lately too with it, which has been oh, very sweet. entertaining. Yeah, we just did one with yeah. Lydia Dietz, kind of inspired one. We did one that's probably one of my favorite ones from uh, the movie Clue. Uh, okay. Oh. So we basically got like, we found this like background that has basically looks like flames are coming out from the background. So we did obviously Mrs. Uh, White and like, I have flames coming from the side of my head. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out really, really well. Great. Oh. We'll be right back with the listener question for Brett, right after this message from our sponsor. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Real quick, just wanted to jump in here and let you know about our Patreon-only Develop and Hang Nights. We've done a bunch of these already. We get together, we develop some film, we talk shop, we laugh, we have a good time. It's just a blast getting to hang out with you guys. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Thanks so much, guys. All right, guys, this is a part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Drews.Darkroom, and they wanted to know, why do you prefer Polaroids over other film mediums? That's such a good question. Ooh. That's the question. Mm-hmm. That is the question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, with a name like Into the Polaroid, I have to have a good answer yeah. for this. <laughs> right. like, I made a commitment very, uh-huh. very early on. <laughs> um, I think for me, I think number one is there's a nostalgia factor, I think, to it. Um, I remember growing up and seeing Polaroids as being this kind of tangible thing. So I think there's a bit of that to it. Uh, I think it's the first instant medium that I shot with. So I think there's a little bit of that, like kind of brand loyalty. And like, this is where I learned and really fell in love with photography. Yeah. I think that is a major one for me to like, really just say like why I have this, like, I almost feel like it's part of my family and like my language of photography. Wow. And I think that's a big one for me. But then in terms of just the technical side of it, I haven't really discovered another medium that like, one excites me every time I shoot it. Like I've shot Fuji, I've shot media for, I've shot 120 and all that. Like, that's great. No. And I think that's an incredible medium, but there's something to be said about the anxiety. I mean, the anxiety, the, the excitement that you get from taking a photo and waiting 10 to 15 yeah. minutes yeah. or in when yeah. I first started shooting 30 minutes, like I remember, yeah, yep. Yeah, taking a photo of like, I remember taking a photo of a neon sign. It was like sun was setting, like, oh, this is going to be incredible. Take the shot. <laughs> Wait, sun's down. That beautiful lighting's yep. gone. Still don't know. Waiting about another 10 minutes, completely dark. And I'm like, I see it like unfold and it is exactly what I wanted it to be. But I just had to wait yeah. patiently, freaking yeah. out, yeah. debating whether or not to spend that extra two, two, 250 if I want to get another yep. shot in yep. before. So I think that really like got me into it, too. I, I love that. And I there's we talked to so many people on this show, especially, but like also like just, you know, people in the community where they've whether it's like large format or like Polaroid or whatever. And it's like that's it for them. You yeah. know, like yeah. I'll talk to I've talked to people where I'm like, oh, yeah, Polaroid. And they're like, I don't shoot it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Just because like 
we've tried every like I've personally want to try all of it. Yep. But sometimes like maybe if I did zone in on one thing specific like you or, you know, all these other folks that like that's the thing and like that's what you're known for. And that is so freaking cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there is something in back of my head too, like, you know, the 10,000 hours idea too. Like I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, I got to get 10,000 Polaroids, right? Like to really right, understand right. everything about it. But which is also the fun part. I feel like once I get to that 10,000 too, like it'll probably be a different formula altogether and I will be, a, yeah. <laughs> I'll be back in photo one again, which I think is also incredible. It's like this living organism, like that we're all a part of now, right? Like every yeah. time you take a photo, like I take a photo of you, you take a photo of me, it's going to be different chemistry, different time, different place, different temperature, but yet it all connects us. Right. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. And you can see that throughout like the generations of this thing, you know, just like we've been talking about, like from the impossible project to where we are now, like uh, it was last year, I think during COVID, you know, when COVID was fresh and we were all sitting at home bored, I really pulled out like all my shoe boxes full of Polaroids to go through them and see and, and just to see the change and the growth of the company. And, and you know, it's just wild. It's, it's really cool. It's really cool that they're still here. It's 2022 or not that they're still here, but y- y- I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. they're 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 still thriving. I mean, I feel like Polaroid's huge again. I mean, they're making cameras and film yeah. and mm-hmm. it's it's exciting. And they're getting they're promoting on everything. They're everywhere. Yeah. Like every yeah. artist has so like in the music industry. I feel like it's like one in 10. Some artist has some instant camera that they're using either on their album, on their tour. Like mm-hmm. it's yep. there. Yeah. Yeah, what's that Taylor Swift album that has it? Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. I don't know if you guys listen to Cordy Barnett. They have an incredible, like, impossible, like the red and red duochrome. I believe it is. It's like a close-up mm. shot of her face. Oh. Ooh. Like if you were just, just feeling, want to feel jealous about never getting to shoot red duochrome, you just look at that photo. Yeah. It's got everything. If mm. you're just yearning to get that, <laughs> I remember yeah. going deep diving on the internet trying to find some after oh. that. <laughs> and dude, oh, it was yeah. like, yeah, you can find a pack for like two hundred and eighty-six dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unrefrigerated. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they they come back around. I mean, they did the blue and the yellow, so maybe I I'm right there with you. The red and the pink are like screaming my name. Mm-hmm. Like I need those. It's so it's so funny because like I I just prefer the regular. Like I just I don't like the mm. yellow frames or the black flames frames. Like I just like the classic Polaroid white frame color. That's it. I feel yeah. you. I uh, don't really shoot on any of the duo crumbs, to be honest. I, I think the red is the only one I'm really like yearning for for some reason. I think yeah. probably I can't have it. So like, obviously, yeah. that's what I want to have. <laughs> that's all I'm going to try to shoot. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, one other thing I just wanted to add on the why I shoot Polaroid too. Um, yeah. I didn't touch on it all. Uh, the color. Yeah. For me, yeah. that color saturation is like what I envision color should be. Mm. If that Ooh. makes any sense. Like that's how I see colors. That's how I think like the softness of color, especially in neon. Like I, to be honest, I've never seen any format really like match what I see neon being other than Polaroid. And I think that's why I take so many photos of it. Cause it's the only way for me to like explain to somebody what I see in neon. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You totally. make me want to experiment. I don't think I've ever shot any neon on Polaroid. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to like rewatch your Ben video and be like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go out and do it. Well, you're in LA one. So you got to go to like one I of the know. museums, like for sure. Like hit uh, up that neon museum and like, uh, what is it? Uh, Glendale. 
go in yeah, there. They exactly. let you take photos now. For a minute, they Do weren't they allowing really? people, but ever since oh, they reopened, wow. oh yeah, I went through like three packs inside there, like. <laughs> and the colors in there are just so great and the sounds oh it's funny because we i met my husband at uh good luck bar yeah oh I don't know if you remember yes. their oh, sign yeah it yeah i would have loved it got stolen they stole it Broad it got daylight. stolen yeah that's crazy come on but i that's like that's what i i was like oh i'll shoot like that's what i would have loved to like have like a, a memory like a neon memory of yeah but i think they got it back i don't don't know the whole story but it was crazy that they like stole it in broad daylight and everybody's like, Oh, they're taking down the sign. And the owners, the former owners were like, no, we're not like, it's getting stolen. (laughs) Come on. I don't know if my information is correct, but I believe what happened also too, is the people who were stealing it, didn't have the right support for it and actually broke it. So they basically were trying to get the one point down and like, they basically fell and collapsed and shattered everything as they were trying Come to remove on. it. Oh, yeah, just like the worst thing. Like, I remember talking to people over in Glendale. They're like, yeah, like, we were ready to go there and save it because it's an incredible sign. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Man. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, well, on that note. But yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we do our two-part camera question. It's uh, everybody's favorite. It's the age-old desert island. You can only choose one camera for the rest of your life what will it be and why one camera for the rest of my life uh with no restrictions on anything i think it would be the i1 again like obviously i'll make all my like you know caveats like i'll have to have a battery source that i can always have all that but i feel like especially when i get older like older and like wanting to do different things i feel like it's still that versatile camera that i can experiment with and yeah. do long exposures and I could be dialed in with it still to this day. Like I just took it out a few weeks ago to play with and like it all came back. And like I still remember how right. to shoot perfectly with that camera. Uh, man. And it's a beautiful camera. I just love the design of it. I think it's I just so neat. Wanted to, I just looked it up. You can't tell, but because I'm like, is this the one that like it looks like a yeah, yeah, it's like an oh, eyeball. Yeah. It's what it reminds uh-huh. me of. It kind of looks like some sort of Illuminati business a little bit, right? Yeah. It's like, a pyramid, <laughs> like kind of yep. designed to it, but it's oh, so lovely. I remember I when it came, came out, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I like how that looks. <laughs> <laughs> but when it hit that forty dollars or twenty dollars, yeah. you're like, yep. oh, uh-huh. why not? Throw yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great answer. And that's a first for the podcast. Yeah, that cool. is. Oh, man, cool. I'm sure I'm going to get so much flack for this. And everybody is explaining <laughs> to me why I'm making a terrible choice. But you know what? It's my future. I can decide right. what I want. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so part two, the old white whale. Is there anything out there that you, you know, you've always wanted to shoot that you're lusting after that you got to shoot maybe and you want to shoot again? Or what? what what's that gonna be oh it's always gonna be time zero for me like i want to shoot time zero in its peak like i wish i had like every batch of time zero from the very first time zero to the very last all the different iterations just so i can see all those fun characteristics on it like Mm. it is just everything that i think makes polaroid like magic in the community like especially the community of expired film people like i don't know anyone you could talk to who doesn't know about time zero and usually, yeah. and a lot of times I feel people like talk about it as the, like the benchmark of comparison. Like, well, it's kind of like time zero, but like this or like that, or like, it's always yeah. usually the base of like a great, like uh, expired film to conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that you can, the people that would like draw on it with uh-huh. like a, yeah, it's just, yeah, that would be really cool. 
Good answer. If only we could bring that back somehow. Right? Maybe, maybe some. I mean, anything's possible these days. Jeez, we just gotta find. There's gotta be a comet out there somewhere that has all yeah. those like minerals, material elements that exist. Yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Oh. So true. <laughs> well, Brett, this was amazing. Thank you for chatting with us and talking all things Polaroid. We appreciate yeah. it. Where can everybody check you out? Where can everybody see all your awesome work? Yeah, so pretty much all of my work is going to be on the Instant Gram. So you just mm-hmm. find me at Into the Polaroid and uh, I'll keep you posted on all my uh, adventures. A new book maybe in the future here. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, yes. And more and more uh, embroideries to come. Those <laughs> are great yeah. too. Man, I forgot we were talking about those. Those are so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Timothy, where are you? <laughs> Guys, head over to Instagram and Twitter. It's at Timothy Makeups. I also make some film photography YouTube videos. The easiest way to find those, just go to YouTube, search bar, type in Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of my stuff there. Chris, where are you? So I'm Chris B. Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook page and a group you can join and share photos and all that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. That's it. Brett, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is amazing. Thank (laughs) you guys so much. This is a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, whenever you want to talk instant film, I'm there. I'll be there. Yes, love it. Yes. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. All right, first off, Chris and I want to thank Brett for coming on the show. Man, it was great getting to talk about Polaroid. We, we're, we're, we're crazy about it. We love it. It was such a good time hanging out. We had some good laughs, some good stories. Great getting to know you, Brett. We can't wait to see what the future holds for you and your work. And man, just great episode. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. And for only a buck, you can get the show two days early. We also have our Develop and Hang Nights over there and some other Patreon-only exclusive content. For all the Patreons that already helped support the show, guys, we do not know what we would do without you. We appreciate each and every single one of you. We love you guys. Patreon is the best way to help support the show. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. That's going to be it for this week's episode, guys. It's great to be back. Chris and I are stoked. We have a bunch of awesome guests and episodes coming in the next couple of weeks, and it's just great to be back. We're stoked. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we will see you next week. Later, guys. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.